Welcome to Zichud Daf Simanim Amarei Avram Goldhar, and today we're in Seches Psachim Daf Tzaditas, the end of the ninth parak Mishai, and the beginning of the tenth parak Arvei Psachim. So the three topics we're going to focus on: number one, the Gemara suggests that the Mishnah, which allows registering strangers in order to avoid the problem of leaving the Pesach ownerless, is not in accordance with Rabbi Yehuda, for it was taught in a Brisa Vimima Tabais Miyos and if the household is too small for a lamb, this teaches that the registrants may continue withdrawing from the Pesach and diminishing the number of people registered on it, provided that one of the original group remains registered. These are the words of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yossi says, provide they do not leave the Pesach as is, meaning without any registrants at all. Since the strangers on our mission's case were not originally registered on the Pesach, Rabbi Yehuda would not agree. Rabbi Yochanan answered that you can even say that the Mishnah does accord with Rabbi Yehuda, since Rabbi Yehuda said, Ein as a Pesach al yochid. We do not shech the Pesach for a single individual, and therefore, in the case of the Mishnah where there's only one person being registered on it, there stands to be another person registered on it together with the original person. And therefore, the newcomer is like one of the original members of the group. Point number two, the first Mishnah in the 10th parak states, Arbeb Sachim Samachu Minchal Yocho Ad on Arab Pesach, from close to Mincha, that is, close to the time at which the afternoon carbon tamid was typically brought, the Rashbam explains that this means from the end of the ninth hour of the day, one may not eat until nightfall. The Rashbam explains that not eating then will enable a person to eat the matzah at the night with an appetite. The Gemara asks why our Mishnah implies that this halach is specific to Arab Pesach. If a Brisa teaches, according to Rabbi Yehuda, that one may not eat after Mincha on any Erev Shabbos or Yantav. Ravuna answers that our Mishnah follows the opinion of Rabbi Yossi, who generally permits eating on Erev Shabbos and Yantav. Another answer advanced by Rabbi Papa is eventually disproved. And point number three, the Mishnah states, Afil And even the poorest man in Yisrael may not eat until he reclines. And they must not give him less than four cups of wine. And this is so even if he's supported from the charity platter. The Rashbam brings the Breshi's Rabbi, the Ravuna said in the name of Rabbi Abba, that the four cups of wine correspond to the four expressions of redemption used by Kashbarach with regard to Mitzrayim. The Rashbam explains that it's incumbent on the community to ensure that the poor can fulfill this Durabana Mitzvah in the event that the Gabbites stuck and neglected or were unable to give them wine. The paupers must do their utmost to fulfill the mitzvah, even to the point of selling their clothing, borrowing, or hiring themselves out. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara suggests that the Mishnah, which allows registering strangers in order to avoid the problem of leading the Pesach ownerless, is not in accordance with Rabbi Yehuda. For it was taught in a and if the household is too small for a lamb, this teaches that the registrants may continue withdrawing from the Pesach and diminishing the number of people registered on it, provided that one of the original group remains registered. These are the words of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yossi says, Provide they do not leave the Pesach as is, meaning without any registrants at all. Since the strangers on a mission's case were not originally registered on the Pesach, Rabbi Yehuda would not agree. Rabbi Yochan answered that you can even say that the Mishnah does accord with Rabbi Yehuda. Since Rabbi Yehuda said, We do not check the Pesach for a single individual. Therefore, in the case of the Mishnah, where there's only one person being registered on it, there stands to be another person registered on it together with the original person. And therefore, the newcomer is like one of the original members of the group. Point number two, the first Mishnah in the 10th Barak states, on Arab Pesach, from close to Mincha, that is close to the time at which the afternoon carbon tamid was typically brought, and Rashbam explains that this means from the end of the ninth hour, one may not eat until nightfall. The Rashbam explains that not eating then will enable a person to eat the matzah at night with an appetite. 
The Gemara asks why our Mishnah implies that this halacha is specific to Erev Pesach if a Brisa teaches that according to Rabbi Yehuda, that one may not eat after Mincha on any Erev Shabbos or Yantav. Rabbi Huna answers that our Mishnah follows the opinion of Rabbi Yosu who generally permits eating on Erev Shabbos and Yantav. Another answer advanced by Rabbi Papa is eventually disproved. In point number three, the Mishnah states, Afil ani Yisrael o yocho ad And even the poorest man in Yisrael may not eat until he reclines. And they must not give him less than four cups of wine. And this is so, even if he's supported from the charity platter, the Rashbam brings the Rashi's Rabbah. That Rav Huna said in the name of Rabbi Abba that the four cups of wine can neged arba l'shani ge'ula hamurin begalis Mitzrayim correspond to the four expressions of redemption used by a Kajbarak with regard to Mitzrayim. The Rashbam explains that it's incumbent on the community to ensure that the poor can fulfill this Rabbanim Mitzvah in the event that the Galbites stuck and neglected or were unable to give them wine. The paupers must do their utmost to fulfill the mitzvah, even to the point of selling their clothing, borrowing, or hiring themselves out. All right, so now we go to a simon for Dav Tzadi Tess, and our standard simon is a cheetah, a cheetah. So here goes. When a cheetah suddenly appeared, the entire Chabur withdrew, except for one brave member, who developed quite an appetite ere Pesach, while on the lookout for an ani, he could give four cups of wine and a recliner, too. Once again, in slow motion. When a cheetah, cheetah, that must be more Dav Tzadi Tess. When a cheetah suddenly appeared, the entire Chabura withdrew, except for one brave member. Which reminds us, the Gemara suggested that the mission which allows registering strangers in order to avoid the problem of leaving the Pesach ownerless is not in accordance with Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that the registrants may continue withdrawing from the Pesach and diminishing the number of people registered on it, provide that one of the original group remains registered. Rabbi Yochanan answered that you can even say that the Mishnah does accord to Rabbi Yehuda, since Rabbi Yehuda said, in Shochin is a Pesach al Yachid. We do not shech the Pesach for a single individual. Therefore, in the case of the Mishnah, where there's only one person being registered on it, there stands to be another person registered on it together with the original person, Uke Echum and therefore the newcomer is like one of the original members of the group. So when a cheetah suddenly appeared, the entire Chabura withdrew, except for one brave member, who developed quite an appetite, Erev Pesach, which reminds us the first mission the 10th Barak states on Erev Pesach from close to Mincha, one may not eat until nightfall. And the Rosh Mom explains that not eating then will enable a person to eat the matzah at night with an appetite. The Gemara asks why our mission implies that this halach is specific to Erev Pesach, but Bryson teaches that according to Yehuda, that one may not eat after Mincha on any Erev Shabbos or Yantav. Rav Huna answers that our Mishnah follows the opinion of Rabbi Yosi, who generally permits eating on Erev Shabbos and Yantav. So when a cheetah suddenly appeared, the entire Chabura withdrew, except for one brave member, who developed quite an appetite, Erev Pesach, while on the lookout for an ani, he could give four cups of wine and a recliner too. Which reminds us, the Mishnah states, And even the poorest man in Yisrael may not eat until he reclines, and they must not give him less than four cups of wine, and this is so even if he's supported from the Tamchui. The Rashbam explains that it's incumbent on the community to ensure that the poor can fulfill this Rabban Mitzvah. In the event that the Gabbai stuck and neglected or were unable to give them wine, the paupers must do their utmost to fulfill the Mitzvah, even to the point of selling their clothing, borrowing, or hiring themselves out. So once again, when a cheetah suddenly appeared, the entire Chabura withdrew, except for one brave member, who developed quite an appetite, Erev Pesach, while on the lookout for an ani, he could give four cups of wine and a recliner too. All right, now it's time for Forba Ba'chazara. Daf Sadihei. So the summer Daf Sadihei is a Tzahal tank commander. So here goes. That tank was messed with chametz as the commander. Tank, commander, that must be more Daf Sadihei. The tank was messing with the chametz as the commander and his crew ate their Pesach Sheni, sitting in silence, which reminds us the next mission teaches that the Pesach Sheni differs from the Pesach Rishon, in that a person may have chametz in his home, and that hollow is not required at the time that it's being eaten. 
The Gemara brings a price that gives us sources of how we know that the Pesach Sheni only has mitzvahs that are intrinsic to it, or at least peripheral to it, such as eating matzah and maror with it. So the tank was messing with the chametz as the commander and his crew ate their Pesach Sheni, sitting in silence and not singing halo, which reminds us the mission state that the first Pesach requires halo to be recited with it as it's being eaten. The Gemara asked for the source of this, and Rabbi Yochanan said in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Yehotzadak, the Pesach states, Hashir Yelachem Kalel Hiskadesh Chag. The song shall be for you like the night of the festival's consecration. This implies that only a night that is consecrated as a Chag, such as the night when the first Pesach is eaten, requires Hala. The Mishnah said that Hala is recited as well when the Pesach Sheni is offered, and the Gemara provides two reasons. The first is that the Pesach only excluded a night that is not consecrated as a Chag, but didn't exclude a day that is not consecrated as a Chag. And the second is brought in a price to Efshe Yisrael Shochni Aspischem Benotin Aspischem is it possible Israel would check their Pesachs or take hold of their Lulavim and not recite Halal? So the tank was messy with the Chametz as the commander and his crew ate their Pesach Sheni, sitting in silence and not singing Halal, as one of their tummy crew members looked on, looking hungry. Which reminds the more broader Bryce where this Malkokas Tanakama review to whether Pesach Sheni is also Dokotuma. The Tanakama holds that it is not Dokotuma based on the reasoning I deferred into Pesach Sheni because of Tuma. So shall he now offer the Pesach Sheni itself in a state of Tuma? Whereas Rabbi Yehuda reasons, the Torah sought to have him offer it in a state of Tahara, and therefore had him deferred. But since he wasn't Zohar to do so, let him at least offer it in a state of Tuma. Daf Sadivav. So the similar Daf Sadivav is a town crier. A town crier. So here goes. As the town crier, town crier, that must be more Daf Sadivav. As the town crier joyfully announced how this Pesach was to be observed differently than the Pesach of Mitzrayim, which reminds us, the next mission stated, Mabim Pesach Mitzrayim of Pesach Toros. How does the Pesach offering Mitzrayim differ from the Pesach that we brought throughout the generations? So Pesach Mitzrayim was taken on the tent, it required sprinkling its blood with a bundle of hyssop, and was upon the lintel and upon the two doorposts, and it was eaten bechipazon in haste during one night. And Pesach Doros, no koshiva, whereas the Pesach for generations is observed all seven days. The Gemara then provides the source that the Pesach Mitzrayim has to be designated on the tenth of Nisan, while the Pesach for generations does not. So as the town crier joyfully announced how this Pesach was to be observed differently than the Pesach of Mitzrayim, and Arl and Ben-Nechar who were not permitted to participate, which reminds us, the Gemara brings the drushes that exclude an Arl and Ben-Nechar, an apostate, from bringing a Pesach, and subsequently asks why it was necessary for the Torah to write a prohibition for each one. The Gemara answers that if the Torah had only read an Arl, I might have thought Mishim Demais, because he's physically repugnant. But an apostate is not physically repugnant, and therefore not excluded. And if the Torah had only written the prohibition for a Ben-Nechar, I might have thought Mishim Dein Libolushamayim, because his heart is not directed towards Shemaim. But an Arl, whose heart is directed towards Shemaim, I would say is not disqualified. Therefore, it was necessary to write them both. So as the town crier joyfully announced how this Pesach was to be observed differently than the Pesach of Mitzrayim, an Arl and Ben-Nechar, who were not permitted to participate, observed the guy who had found his lost Pesach now standing in front of three lambs and looking really confused. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, the Rabbi Yeshua had heard from his teachers that a Tamur of a Pesach is offered as a Shlamim, and had also heard from his teachers that it is not offered as a Shlamim, but he couldn't explain in which case each ruling applied. Rabbi Kiva said the teachers were referring to the following case, an animal designated as a Pesach was lost before the Chag, at which point a second animal was designated as its replacement. The original animal was subsequently found, and the halacha depends on when the animal is found, whether it's before the Shechita of the replacement, or after. And then in each case, the owner took a third animal after finding the original Pesach and designated it to be the original Pesach's Tamura, in which case the Tamura acquires the same status as the original. Davit Zayn. So the similar Davit Zayn is a chess master. So here goes. The chess master. Chess master. That must be more in Davit Zayn. 
The chess master who played with five Chattis pieces versus his opponent, who played with five Pesach pieces, which reminds us, Shmuel said, Kosh b'chattis mesa, b'pesach karab shlamim. Wherever in a case of a chattis, the din is that the animal is left to die. In the corresponding case of a pesach, the animal is offered as a shlamim. Kosh b'chattis roa. And wherever in the case of a chattis, the din is that the animal is left to graze. In the corresponding case of a pesach, the animal is left to graze. Rabbi Yochanan said that a pesach is not offered up as a shlamim, el shenimsa achur shkita, unless it's found after the shkita of the replacement. So the chess master who played with five chattis pieces versus his opponent who played with five Pesach pieces was a sore loser and claimed a loss at night is not considered a loss. Which reminds the Gemara taught that a Pesach loss and found before chadsos is not considered a loss. As Rav said, Aveda's Lila Lavshma Aveda. Lost at night is not considered a loss. Rashi explains that if a chattis becomes lost at night and another animal is designated to replace it and then the original animal is found before morning, even Rebbe agrees that it's not consigned to die since nighttime is not a valid time for bringing carbonus. So the chess master who played with five chattis pieces versus his opponent who played with five pesach pieces was a sore loser and claimed a loss at night is not considered a loss and said only when the game goes to noon can this claim be rejected. Which reminds us, the more challenges Shmuel's opinion concludes that Shmuel only said the first rule that wherever the chattis is left to die, in the corresponding case of a Pesach, the animal is brought as a shaman. The Gemara asked what Shmuel was coming to teach and answers that he meant to exclude Rabbi Yochanan's opinion that a Pesach is not offered up as a shlamim unless it is found after the shechita. If it was found before the shechita of its replacement, even though it was lost at the point of noon, it is left to graze. Kava. We see that according to Rabbi Yochanan, it's the shechita of the replacement which fixes the status of reject upon the original animal. Shmuel therefore is coming to tell us that it's chatzos which fixes the status upon the animal. Dav Tzadiches. So the symbol Dav Tzadiches is clowns. Schok. Clowns. Here goes. The clowns. Clowns. That must mean we're on Dav Tzadiches. Schok. The clowns of the Cholomod Pesach Circus had the crowd in stitches as they first attempted to designate a two-year-old female sheep as a Pesach, which reminds us the Mishnah Daf Tzadi Zayin Amabay stated, If someone designates a female animal for his Pesach or a male in its second year, it's left to graze until it develops a blemish, is then sold, and he brings from its money, shlumming neither of these are fit for a Pesach, as the Torah specifies, the Zacher ben Shana, a yearling male. Rav Huna Breda Rav Yeshua said, Shema min infer from this ruling three principles. Balechaim Nidchim, we can infer that living things can become permanently rejected from the Mizbeach. Dichwi mikar habi dichwi, even if the animal is disqualified from the very first moment of its consecration, such as female overage animals, it can never again be fit for a sacrifice. And yesh dichwi badamim, permanent rejection is possible with something that only has monetary sanctity, and since these animals were unfit, the only have Kedusha's Dhamim, and yet are rejected forever. So the clowns at the Cholmod Pesach Circus had the crowd in stitches as they first attempted to designate a two-year-old female sheep as a Pesach and then pranked one Chabur by putting a Bechor in the mix, which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, Nisar Bebechoros, if a Pesach became intermingled Bechor offerings, Rabbi Shimon says, Im Chaburus Kohanim Yochelu, if the group registered on the Pesach is composed of only Kohanim, they may eat the offerings that night, since the avoda for the Pesach and the Bechor are the same. The Gemara clarifies that Rabbi Shimon holds Mavin Kachim so that one may expose Karbanis to a situation of becoming puzzled. Therefore, it's not a problem that the Bechor, which is typically eaten for two days and one night, will have its time to be eaten reduced and needlessly become Nosar after midnight.
So the clowns of the Cholmod Pesach Circus had the crowd in stitches as they first attempted to designate a two-year-old female sheep as a Pesach and then pranked one Chabur by putting a Bechor in the mix while helping a Pesach from another Chabur escape so they could tease the member who was sent out to find it. Which reminds us, the last Mishnah opens Chabur Sha'avid Pischa, a Chabur that lost its Pesach, and they said to one of the members to go out, find it, and shecht it for us. And he went, found, and shechted it. And meanwhile, they, fearing the animal would not be found in time, bought and slaughtered another animal, the Mishnah goes through the various possibilities of the case, and what the din is, if his was shechted first, or theirs was shechted first, or they don't know whose was shechted first, or they're both shechted at the same time. All right, so now it's time to conclude their pop quiz of 10 questions plus three bonus questions from Masechus Brachas Shabbos and Erevan. Number one, which stuff do we have the long Mishnah detailing all the cases where the Chaburah loses its Pesach, and they send one of the members out to find it? That's on Daf. Good. Number two. Which stuff do when the review to holds that when members of a Chabur are withdrawn from a Pesach, they must leave one of the original members on it? That's on Duff. Tzaditas. Good. Number three. Which stuff do you have the Chabur with drawn whether Derech Rechok is from Modi'in or from outside the Azara? That's on Duff. Tzadigimel. Good. Number four. Which stuff do you have the Rabbah said, Aveda's Laila, Rav Shema Aveda? That's on Duff. Design. Good number five. Which daf did Malchus Tanakam Rabbi Yudah whether Pesach Sheni is Docha Tuma or not? That's on Duff. Sadi Hey. Good number six. Which did we learn that even the poorest amongst Kali Yisrael must recline and be given arbacosis for the Seder? That's on Duff. Sadi Tess. Good number seven. Which daf did we learn the differences between Pesach Mitzrayim and Pesach Doros? That's on Duff. Good. Number eight. Which daf do we have Melchok, Shmuel, and Rabbi Yochan regarding which is Kovei the status of reject upon the original animal? Chatzot or the Shechita. That's on daf. Tzadi Zayin. Good. Number nine. Which daf do you learn how Rabbi Akiva clarified the two cases of Tamuras at Pesach? That's on daf. Tzadi Good. And number ten. Which daf do you learn that on Erev Pesach close to Mincha one may not eat in order that he develops an appetite to eat matzah? That's on daf. Sadi Tez. Good. Another three bonus questions. Number one. Which stuff do you learn when to bow during the Shemona Asrei? That's on Duff. Lama Dalad and Brachas. Good. Number two. Which stuff do you discuss? Esu Ashir. That's on Duff. Chafei and Shabbos. Good. And number three. Which stuff do you learn that one should repeat a lesson to Talmidim four times? That's on Duff. Nun Dalad. Excellent. All right. That concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichur. Wishing you a great day and great learning.